be joined right now with uh, Rick White, the president of the Atlantic League. Rick, thank you very much for joining us on the bat around today. Absolutely. My pleasure, Stan. And listen, uh, can I join the both of you when you go to the casino? That'd be great. Then, then, we, and, get then we get $30 and we lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, uh, Rick. I met you through Adam Gladstone, uh, and I'm surprised you still rem- let me be your friend uh, <laughs> since we were introduced by Adam Gladstone. But you are the president of the Atlantic League. Uh, tell us a little bit, before we get into the specifics, Tell us a little bit about how this new relationship developed between MLB and the Atlantic League. We've enjoyed a relationship for roughly five years now because of the numbers of players our league transfers to MLB organizations on an annual basis. Last year, during the calendar year, we actually sent 70 players back to big league organizations. I'm delighted to tell you one of our players was just named to the active roster of the Seattle Mariners. Ryan Court was playing second base for the Sugarland Skeeters uh, up until uh, just a while ago, and yesterday he got promoted to the big club in Seattle. So we have a very important yep. role in the game that most people don't recognize because we're not affiliated with any particular team. But due to that, we were invited at the winter meetings to consider – a proposal that Major League Baseball submitted to us, which was to become their partner in testing all of their new rules and experimental equipment ideas. The, the purpose behind that was because of the high-level play in our game, uh-huh. the feeling by MLB was that rather than a spring training test or a low-level affiliated test, we would be a much better foil to help them pioneer these rules changes. And based on what we discover, they then will start to follow protocols to move these along to potential big league play. So we're or, quite or, or, they asked us to do that. Or or dismiss them. That they're, or they're dismiss just them, not, yeah. yeah, yeah this or modify work. them along the yep. way. And, and, you know, all three are possibilities. All right. Now, what did what did the Atlantic League get for doing this? Because you're giving up a little bit. I'm not saying the integrity of the game, but you're giving up the ability to play the game the way people are used to seeing it with the rules that we've had for a couple hundred years. So what did you guys get in return for being sort of the, uh, the laboratory? Four things. One, Major League Baseball has – invested a significant seven-figure amount in providing to us TrackMan advanced analytics equipment in each one of our ballparks, including the installation, calibration, and the operation of that. Mm -hmm. So they're paying for all of that. Second, we are receiving Major League Baseball's statistical services, which was a huge leap forward in terms of its um, expertise and uh, professionalism. Okay. Third, because of TrackMan, our players are now getting more looks every night, not just by scouts who attend our games, but by each of the 30 clubs who get an upload of their statistical work in each night's game. And then lastly, because of the alignment, we are having our national brand profile 
escalated to unforeseen heights. Uh, Major League Baseball is very powerful. They are followed quite closely by scores of media at all levels and throughout North America and internationally. To have that kind of alignment really helps our brand recognition, and that's something we take quite seriously. Is, is it, I, I'm not trying to be funny here, it, can that mean in, incredible uptick in the sales of team shirts and logo merchandise? Stan, I think it potentially can. Yeah. Um, but we just want to build presence. And, and gotcha. what we're hoping to do is to convert that, that recognition of the league into curiosity where people, particularly within our community, say, I'd like to go see what's happening at an Atlantic League game. If we can promote trial, we generally will rep- will see that become repeat business, and we want to invest. We want to invite guests out to our games. So uh, this is a win-win for us. Real quick, uh, because we do have, as we found out last week, with this charity thing that we promoted, and people in Florida bought it. Where are our closest uh, Atlantic League affiliate is York, correct? Correct. That is correct. But what are the cities in the Atlantic League? Uh, going north to south and east to west, New Britain, Connecticut, Central Islip, Long Island, New York, Bridgewater Township, New Jersey, Lancaster, PA, York, Pennsylvania, Southern Maryland, which is in Waldorf, Maryland, that's the blue crabs. Point, yeah, the blue crabs. That is yeah. the blue crabs. That's correct. And if you saw Sports Illustrated this week, you saw they did a big profile of the blue crabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, High Point, North Carolina, our newest entry into the Atlantic League, and then heading west for anybody who might travel just outside of Houston, Sugarland, Texas. Okay. All right, Rick. I, I understand what Stan was asking you in terms of well, what you know, kind of what's in it for the Atlantic League. But my other question is. Why is the commissioner of Major League Baseball trying to ruin the game? <laughs> I mean, and, to know, me, to me, and I don't mean that in a, in a, you know, to, you mean to, that with all due respect. I, I, I mean that with all due respect, and no knock on you or the Atlantic League or anything else, because you guys, like you said, you guys are the avenue for this kind of thing. But I'm going to tell you right now, with some of these implications of the rules, they are going to drive people away from Major League Baseball. That's your opinion. Even if we That's don't, my if, opinion. Even if we, if, even if we don't agree with the individual rules or equipment initiatives, why don't we start from two, two focal points? Number one, let's give Major League Baseball credit for testing the rules at a high level before they consider implementing them at the Major League Baseball level. But number two, let's take a look at why they're doing this. Major League Baseball action that the three of us and all of your listeners have always enjoyed. Great defensive plays, great athleticism, home runs, doubles, triples, stolen bases. Have, as, um, as research will share with ev- all of us, declined by almost 30% in the last 12 years, meaning that the incidence of true outcomes strikeouts, bases on balls, and home runs, where nothing else virtually happens during those cases, has increased by 30% over the last 12 years. That means that the game action that brought us to the game has significantly declined. 
That means some of the anecdotal information we've seen, such as strikeouts outnumbering hits for the first time in the history of the game in 2018, have become indicators that suggest to the commissioner's office that the game has some things they need to worry about, especially with a younger audience. The feeling in that office is that millennials in particular have far shorter attention spans for any recreational activity, that they are glued to their handheld devices, and that the game itself, because it is so pastoral and now has so much less action, must do, must do something to help regenerate fans so that they can go into the MLB pipeline where fans generally have school, school pardon me, generally have skewed older anyway. So that's the reasoning behind it from the MLB perspective. We appreciate that answer, Rick. I, I know Craig's not sold on it, but I thought it was a great answer. That was a great answer, but I'm not sold on it All because right. I, I well, you but know. You're, and, you're in my and Craig, understand this office, my office, uh, I'll give you an anecdote, but this this office is not trying to convince you to like one or any of the ten rules that we're we're working on right now. <clears throat> That's not our job. Our job is to help Major League Baseball test them. I will tell you, your your sentiment about the commissioner is well taken. Uh, judging from my unsolicited email. I'm probably the second most reviled person in major league or in baseball right now. And I the commissioner takes first place. And I haven't I even emailed you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let's move to to some of these changes. First of all, when we had you back on in late February or early March, there was a discussion about the second half of the season that the Atlantic League might move the pitcher's mound back from 60 feet 6 inches to I think 62 feet, 6 inches? was that? I remember that quite vividly, yes. And, and that has been tossed aside, correct? Yeah. For now. That's also correct. Yeah. Why was it tossed aside? I thought it was, I, I thought it was interesting, but I thought the ramifications of it throughout the world of baseball were too expensive to adjust. I mean, you'd have to change every field from high school to college to junior college I, I don't think I don't know how you'd allow players younger moving up to play at a different distance than than the major leagues. Standpoint is very well taken. To answer your question, though, yep. uh, this clearly was I'm going to say indefinitely postponed. Okay. Although indefinitely postponed can change tomorrow to we're going to do it next year. And, and again. We are obligated as part of our relationship to test anything that Major League Baseball would like with, with, some, with some protocols they must go through in order to make that happen. But more to the point, there was a recognition by Major League Baseball that we were taking on a huge amount of activity, not only to implement the rules, but also to install and execute those things associated with the rules. Take the 18-inch square base. Right. Now, in and of itself, I don't think most people have thought for two minutes about the difference between an 18-inch base and a 15-inch base. But in our case, 
we had to design entirely new base anchors. Mm-hmm. We had to work through Major League Baseballs to obtain those bases. We had to have pitchers in particular practice taking throws at first base on ground balls to, to first basemen to make sure this wasn't going to do anything kind of crazy. Cause more and injuries. what most people wouldn't think is we had to completely recalibrate all of our ball fields to make sure that our dimensions were accurate. And then lastly, because we host so many exhibition games and tournaments, we also had to come up with a way to feature 15-inch bases for those high school games and college games that our teams also host in their facilities. So with something as simple as an 18-inch base, which doesn't seem very complicated at all, there were lots of consequences. If you transfer that idea to the idea of automated balls and strikes, Mm -hmm. the ripples in the pond become far more constant and considerably more complex. All right. Let's move to the uh, uh, electronic assist of, of the umpire. First of all, that seems to be the way that MLB wants this described as an umpire assist, correct? Yes. <clears throat> and I, 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 sh- I should tell you that we absolutely buy into that lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the, the semantics of it, yeah, and how that, that, that sells it. Tell me how it's going so far. You've been doing it, what, about two and a half, three weeks now? We've been we've been testing it since the well, I guess the middle of May. Okay. Uh, since since the All Star the All Star game is where we unveiled it. We had done plenty of testing and were confident in the system. Otherwise, we would have never showcased it at the All Star game. We only went live league wide, however, on Thursday night. So we've had now experiences in uh, five ballparks. The remaining three will come online here over the next seven days. We are finding a couple of things. Number one, uh, the rule book strike zone is enforceable, and this system is incredibly accurate. We knew that going in, however. The and to, to that sentence is the following. Our umpires, once trained have done a spectacular job of not only honoring the direction to call the normal ball strike that sometimes they might have not called uh, given their personal strike zone, mm-hmm. but moreover, and this is why you called it an assist, and I appreciate you doing that, Stan, yep. these umpires have been fantastic when you stop to consider that for a foul tip, catcher's interference, check swing, a ball that might bounce in front of the plate and go up through the strike zone, and other related calls. They, they have done a marvelous job of staying focused and alert to make sure that they are, quote, overriding the system, close quote, when those instances occur. And for those who would say, well, now their job is easy, Mm-hmm. I would counter that now her job has become considerably more difficult. If you had to make a guess, Rick, how how, how long before we see this maybe in Major League Baseball? Five years. 
Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think it's going to be a complete guess. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be significantly sooner than that. I think it's going to be about two or three years. I really uh, do. Because here's the dynamic as I see it, and this is just one person's opinion. So, but a pretty smart, but a pretty smart person, as as opposed to me, who was giving my opinion before. (laughs) When Stan said, "When Stan said that's your opinion." Don't forget, guys, I often answer to, hey, you, dead from the neck up. There so, you go. That's, that's it. <laughs> but um, uh, in, in my personal opinion, uh, a couple of things. Number one, I don't think the hurdle is going to be players. Yes, I think there are some players who wax ecstatic about the idea of the personal touch represented by the good old days and umpires. But these are the same umpire. These are the same umpires who cause complaints when somebody says, "Hey, you're inconsistent around the plate, or you're inconsistent from game to game, inning to inning, pitch to pitch." And evidence will tell us that is the case. Second, I think I think players yearn for the consistency and standardization that we're seeing in our league already. Yep. But moreover, the reason I pause is because Major League Baseball umpires are represented by an association who advocates their cause. And they have uh, very publicly stated they have misgivings, individually and severally, about what we're doing. So in terms of a threshold, Major League Baseball needs to address that concern. Second, we are one league, and while I would our players' performance up against any other league other than Major League Baseball, we anticipate MLB will probably take a second step, whether it's in the Arizona Fall League or going to AAA, Mm -hmm. to begin to expose developmental players to the automated strike zone as well so they can socialize the idea amongst those players. And then when they graduate to the big leagues, you have not only – people who emotionally are in favor of this, but also people who have been partially exposed to it walking on big league fields. When I was growing up, American League umpires used to wear the outside chest protector, okay? Yeah, the balloon. The balloon. And they stood basically over top of the catcher. National League umpires went to the inside protector, and they were looking over the catcher's shoulder, which to me totally takes away the – uh, observation of the outer half of the plate, wh- whatever side you're standing on. That was the first thing to me that they kind of went awry from. The second thing is, with Major League Baseball, when Quest Tech came in to existence, they were supposed to, umpires were supposed to be graded. And how much of that actually happens, I'm not so sure. I'm sure it did. But yeah, but you got my, the, my point you got is the union you got the union in involved in it. That's true, but by the same token, you, you're sitting there, and you know you always hear when players get suspended or or they do something wrong here and there, and they're berating umpire. Nobody ever hears what happens to the umpires with their grading system, and that to me has always been a bone of contention with me because if Major League Baseball really wanted to end and and stop this. You know discrepancies, and we had we had one to a slight degree last night in the Nationals game. Brian Onora called two strikes to an O2 count on Howie Kendrick, then the pitches were nowhere in the strike zone. Yeah, but tomorrow night the same pitch could be a strike by the by that umpire. Uh, that's what that's what this whole 
game plan is about but my point is, is introducing major, consistency. Major League Baseball has fallen short with this, just like they okay. fell short with the with the steroid issue. Okay. Well, in, in that they didn't do what they needed to do at the time they needed to do it to correct the issues. All right. Let me, because we're, we're short on time right now, Rick, but we'd love to have you come back maybe in another six, six seven weeks when the season's kind of winding down. But let me ask you a question. The commissioner, and I think rightly so, has wanted to pick up the pace of play. Uh, is there any data, albeit just three weeks or so, on whether games are moving along at any different rate than they were prior to the umpire assist? There is. Now, please understand, we, we engineered and pioneered pace of play. Yeah and had a lot to do with the rules you currently see at MLB. Um, but just in the time we've been working with MLB on these test rules, our average time of nine-inning game is down by four minutes yeah. this, this season so far. I, I predict when this is really implemented at the major league level, you will see a 10-11 minute shift in time. I think this is the number one thing that will improve the pace of play. I really do. I felt that for three or four years. You stop all the grumbling and, uh, you know, the griping and all that stuff. Rick, we really appreciate your coming on. Uh, the president of the Atlantic League, it's really a fascinating topic. And uh, I think, as you can tell from Craig's questions, it's there are passionate people on both sides of these, these issues. Well, we, we recognize that. And, and again, Thank you for having me, Craig, Stan. It's always a pleasure. I'll look forward to the next time, okay? I'll be, I'll be sending you an email this week, Rick. <laughs> Rick. I promise I will respond. I do to everyone. Rick, thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a good morning. All right.